Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. It's officially spooky season and I couldn't be more excited. Y'all, there is nothing I love more. This is going to make me sound so basic. There's nothing I love more than going to the pumpkin patch, picking out a pumpkin, carving said pumpkin, baking apple pie. Actually, I lied. I don't bake apple pie. I just, I eat apple pie. I'm not that talented. I love passing out candy for Halloween. I love dressing up. I love the cooler temperatures. Like I just, I was made for October. October is my month. Okay. So in honor of it being spooky season, today's episode is all about business mistakes that would scare any entrepreneur. I have some pretty spooky things I'm going to be sharing today. So prepare yourselves. First up on the list is keeping an underperforming team member. I am so guilty of this. By the way, every mistake I'm going to talk about, I've made this mistake. Like, I'm not afraid to admit it. I've made a lot of mistakes and I'm I'm sharing them today. So number one, keeping an underperforming team member. Some of the best advice I can give you is to be slow to hire and quick to fire. I have a quick story to share about keeping someone on board for a little too long. And when I say a little too long, I mean way too long as in a couple of months. When I hired my first full-time employee, she was amazing. She brought in tons of sales, did an incredible job with content. She just, she was great. And then a couple of months in, the quality of work started to drop off and no sales were happening. I figured that things would just get better. So I didn't say anything. And this went on for months. Finally, during our worst month in business, I decided to call a meeting with her to figure out what was actually happening. Turns out she didn't enjoy sales, so she stopped selling, which by the way, that was half her job. She was a sales and marketing coordinator, but she decided she didn't like selling. And she told me that she had way too much work on her plate and needed support. So I had her start to track her hours in Toggle to see where she was spending her time. And in the meantime, I supported her with projects. So one of the problems here was that she was a salaried employee and she just wasn't working. So we sat down for one final meeting where she admitted that she was working two other jobs while also working for me and she just didn't like the role anymore. I let her go on the spot and needless to say, I wasted thousands of dollars on an employee and it was a really painful mistake to make. I knew in my gut that something was very off, but I was so worried about coming across as abrasive or mean. So I said nothing. 
If you notice an employee's performance going downhill, you have to speak up. Performance reviews are really important, and so are one-on-ones. By the way, we do bi-weekly one-on-ones with our team members, and it was such a great decision. It's a great time to sit down, figure out what's going right, what's going wrong, offer more support, have a casual conversation to see what's going on in their lives. The second mistake I want to touch on is waiting to hire. Don't get to the point of burnout before you decide to hire help. Bringing somebody into your business when things are chaotic will not set them up for success. Trust me, I did this with past employees and they didn't have a good experience, nor did I. It helps to have an org chart for each level of business so you know what roles you're going to be hiring for in the future so you can start to hire a few months out. P.S. We support our consulting clients with hiring strategies, so if you need support when it comes to building out your dream team, let me know. I'm here. We're here to help you. Mistake number three is saying yes to everything. And there is a caveat here. I say yes to opportunities. I always will. I do not turn down opportunities. When I'm talking about saying yes, I'm talking about saying yes to things that just straight up do not fill your cup. Here's how I know I shouldn't say yes to something, or maybe I made a mistake in saying yes. If I find myself putting something off, like if there's a task that I took on and I keep bumping it to the next day and the next day and the next day, I know that that should have been a hard no. So I delegate as soon as I possibly can, if I can delegate it, and I just chalk it up as a lesson learned. Or if somebody asks me to do a podcast interview or a meeting and I'm not really excited about it, it's a no. It's a no for me, dog. (laughs) All right, number four. Are we on number four? One, two, three, four. You guys didn't just see me counting on my fingers. That was super embarrassing. Okay, number four, ignoring red flags. After working with 240 clients, here are some bright red flags that I would like to call attention to. Things that I would 1000% just think about if you spot them. Number one is a lack of accountability in prospects or clients. Blaming others for their problems. I see this pop up a lot in like coach blaming, like blaming business coaches for their problems or blaming bad investments for their problems. When you hear something like every agency or every coach I've ever invested in has been terrible, this isn't necessarily an invitation to change someone's mind. And I know some of you out there need to hear this. When somebody says that every coach they've invested in has been bad, or some version of that, it's not an invitation to change their mind. This is not a challenge. It's a red flag. Every client I've worked with who has complained and complained and complained about other agencies or other coaches or consultants, they have turned out to be nightmare clients and they were giving off red flags and I chose to ignore them. Do not ignore that red flag. Number two, and this one's kind of a given, but I feel like I should call attention to it. Missed payments with no communication. If you have a client who's continuing to miss payments and they're not giving you a heads up, they're not communicating with you to let you know, they're not communicating with you to try and work out something, that's a red flag for me. Like if you can't communicate when you know that you're going to miss an invoice with me, red flag, red flag, red flag. I do not like clients like that. Um, It's something that I bring up early and often. It's in our contract, and I'm not afraid to pull our contract in and let people know about what happens if they do miss a payment and what I would prefer next time. Number three is scope creep. 
if a client continues to ask for things that are out of scope, that's a red flag. If it happens once and I correct it, that's one thing. If it continues to happen again and again and again, major red flag. I don't love that. I love to correct it right off the bat, but if it keeps happening, that's a client that I do not want to resign. And the last thing that I want to touch on, and if you're not a marketing person or you don't work in PR or like if you don't provide a service, I don't know, you're probably not going to care about this one. But if you do, listen up. Expecting PR or marketing to immediately result in sales. Marketing is not sales. PR is not sales. You can't guarantee sales. If you're not providing a sales service, you can't guarantee sales. Marketing and PR is for awareness. And there's a lot that happens when it's discovering you through an influencer to actually purchasing your product. Example, if there's a broken link on your website and customers can't check out, that is beyond an agency's control unless they're a design agency and they're the ones who created your website. And also this doesn't just happen when working with businesses as an agency or a consultant, it happened a lot when I worked in corporate. Marketing always took the blame. Competitors would steal clients, marketing's fault. This doesn't just happen as a consultant or an agency that works with businesses. It happened a lot and still happens a lot in corporate America. Marketing almost always takes the blame for sales, for a crappy product, for losing clients. Yeah, marketing tends to get a lot of the blame here. <laughs> okay, last but not least, not knowing your numbers is a very big mistake. And this is a mistake, again, that I have made in the past. Despite having a bookkeeper, a CPA, a tax strategist, and a COO, I look at our books every single day. And I know some of you guys are like, every day? Every freaking day. And I even have the QuickBooks app on my phone. I want to see what is going on with our money, where it's going, where it's coming from. I want to know what's happening. At the very least, if you're like, wow, you're a psychopath and I don't want to look at my numbers every day. Okay, that's fine. At the very least, you should at least know what your profit and loss is. Roughly, right? If you work with a bookkeeper, you can ask them to provide this to you. Or if you have QuickBooks, you can pull this yourself. It's very easy to do in QuickBooks but have an idea of what is coming and going in your business. The bottom line is something you should truly pay attention to. Bottom line equals profit. You want to know what you have left over at the end of the month after all of your bills are paid. It can help you make better financial decisions moving forward. It can help you hire. It can help you invest in better systems. This is especially important if you have an LLC because you are taxed on the profit that your business makes. So if you're ending the month with a lot left over, you're going to want to get with a tax strategist. Implementing tax strategies here at Neat Marketing has saved us tens of thousands of dollars in taxes every single year. In fact, I bought myself a brand new BMW last summer with all the money we saved from tax strategies. I've gotten a refund every single year working with a tax strategist. There are so many strategies that you can take advantage of as a small business owner, but you have to work with somebody who is very well-versed in tax strategy. I will say, based on experience, not every CPA understands tax strategy for small businesses. Not every CPA understands tax strategy. A tax strategist is different than a CPA, is different than a bookkeeper. Don't be afraid to ask questions when you are interviewing different CPAs. 
Okay, I'm going to walk through these mistakes one more time, and we're going to wrap up this episode because this has been a longer one. Number one, mistake number one, and again, I've made all these mistakes, keeping an underperforming team member. If somebody is not working out after 90 days, have a conversation, see what's going on. If it's not a good fit, let them go. Do not keep someone who is not contributing to the business and, and working out. Number two, along with this, waiting to hire. Don't wait to hire until there's like a fire around you and everything is burning down. That is not a good environment to bring somebody into. Next step is saying yes to everything. Now, again, if it's a good opportunity, say heck yes, right? If it's going to open more doors, if it's going to make you money, say yes. But if it's something you're not excited about, put your foot down, say no, it's okay. Number four, ignoring red flags. Don't ignore red flags. Don't ignore them. <laughs> and last but not least, don't avoid your numbers. I know that numbers can be kind of kind of scary, but you need to know them if you're a business owner. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode, business mistakes that would scare any entrepreneur. I hope that I didn't scare you guys too much. Hopefully, hopefully you guys aren't shaking in your boots right now. <laughs> If you guys have questions about anything I talked about, feel free to uh, shoot us a DM on the Instagram, neat.marketing. And if you are curious about how we can work together, go ahead and check out our show description to book a sales call. Thanks, guys. I'll see you next week.